welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. So Father, we just thank you tonight. We thank you that we can meet here. Oh, we're so excited to meet together. We're excited to come around your Word. We love worshiping you, Jesus. We thank you for that beautiful worship we had there tonight. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're glorifying Jesus as we worship. Hallelujah. And we just pray now and we agree together that as this word is opened, that it speaks to our lives, our hearts, illuminates our path. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So on Thursday um, nights, or sorry, on Tuesday night, this prophetic word came forth night. It wasn't recorded, but thankfully Carol was writing for Amanda, and so this is what Carol had written. Um, God says, the word came forth through myself. God says, these are great days for my church. Don't worry what's going to happen. The church is moving forward. I've saved the best for the last, says Lord. I'm awakening churches, and I'm shutting some down, for they are not preaching my word. They're not preaching about the blood or against sin, and they're not practicing holiness. I will not allow them to reopen. It is a day of separation of the wheat from the chaff, a day when my people will see my glory. I'm setting my church in order. Don't be concerned about what the devil is doing. Did I not see all this? Am I still not on the throne? Rush to the house of the Lord, for I'm looking for a people of prayer. I'm looking for a people who will rush to church and pray. I'm not playing at church. The Great Commission rests on your shoulders. It's time for the church to advance and march forward. I'm summoning the angel armies to be present more and more in this place, in this sanctuary. Don't be concerned if, if, don't be concerned if this place looks different in days to come. Do not say it's different. Do not be concerned, for I am threshing here. For all who are sensitive to my voice and who will walk in my peace and in my joy. This is a day for hungry hearts. I'm joining hungry hearts to BCC very soon. Hallelujah. Awesome word. Praise God. So he knows all that uh, is going on, that nothing has taken the Lord by surprise, and it's his church. Amen. His church, so hallelujah. So tonight I just want to take a little bit of time. We're not going to keep you long. And I want to talk about making room for Holy Spirit. Making room for Holy Spirit. We need the fullness of Holy Spirit working in our lives, don't we? The fullness of the Holy Spirit. Not a little bit here, not a little bit there, but the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We can't have one encounter with God and that last for six months. We can't have a year that we have a few encounters and that lasts for the next number of years. We need to be encountering the presence of God all of the time. You know, um, when you're given out all the time, when like when I'm ministering all the time, I have to get aside with Holy Spirit and say, just fill me. I remember just even through the week, I was tired and I sat, I sat in my uh, white leather chair and, and I just... I was, I was too tired even as it were to walk up and down normally pace up and down the living room. But I did sit there with hands lifted high and I said, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. 
fill, fill, fill afresh. And that's what we need to do regularly in our lives. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh and take time to listen. So if we turn up to Ezekiel and chapter 37 for a minute. Ezekiel 37. Now this is our dry bones passage. Most of you will know Ezekiel 37. It says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of dry bones. And then he caused me to pass by them all around him. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord, you know. And again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these dry bones, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and, and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and then you shall know that I am the Lord. I know we use that passage to pray for those that are lost, to pray for backsliders and so forth. I also use it to pray for people that are born again, coming to church Sunday after Sunday, baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, and yet they are dry. Dry. Brittle and dry. And we need the Holy Spirit. Ten chapters on, if we go to Ezekiel and 47. Ezekiel and 47. Talking about the Holy Spirit. It's pictured as water. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east and the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple. South of the altar. And he brought me out by the way of the north gate and he led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters and the water came up to my ankles. And again he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. And again he measured 1,000, and brought me through, the water came up to my waist. And again he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Hallelujah. You know, some of us at one time in our life may have been in the flow of the river up to our waist. And right now we're back to ankle deep. You know, the longer you go on as a Christian, the temptation is to, to carry on doing things in your own strength. And not relying, not falling back on Holy Spirit. Not leaning on Him. Not being filled and filled and filled. Talk, the Bible talks of one baptism in the Holy Ghost and many fillings. Fill. Fill me afresh. Fill me afresh. Hallelujah. 
The Holy Ghost must be the one who leads us, guides us in his power and his strength. He is the anointer. He is the refresher. He is the joy giver. He's the one that fills us with, with joy. He's the one who speaks to us, speaks through us, moves in us, moves through us. And then there's people that have never, ever gone past ankle deep. They've never experienced what it is to walk and wade in the waters up to the waist. Or waters that are so deep that they're almost drowning. Waters that cannot be crossed. If this place becomes so wild in the Holy Ghost, how will you receive it? If Holy Ghost just smacks someone off off their chair or someone went running backwards or we don't know, we've seen different manifestations of Holy Spirit, but some people can be offended at that. And yet at a football game, they're going crackers, crazy. At a pop concert, a rock concert, they're mad, they're headers. In fact, they're heading each other. I've not been at one. But, you know, but come to the house of the Lord and religion sets in. Not in here. Not in here, because Holy Ghost is pastor here. Amen? Hallelujah. So we need to get rid of any religious mindset, emotion, anything that would try and encroach and say, that cannot be in the house of God. Because if it's in the Holy Ghost, and he will do things decently and in order, but not maybe the way you think it's done decently, And then it says, verse 5, I love the verse, and he measured 1,000 cubits, and it was a river that I couldn't cross. Oh, who longs for rivers that we cannot cross? For the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. I know we've had different moves of God. I remember one particular one, and um, I forget the gentleman's name, but um, Ginger came with him, do you remember? Ron Durham, Ron Durham, Pastor Ron Durham. And oh, there was laughter and there was all goings on up here. Who remembers? Who remembers those times? My goodness. And yet God has fresh, new things in store. So it's not that this house has never experienced anything like that. We have. There's a wealth. There's a well here. And that well is being unblocked. And the gushers. It's going to come out in gushers. Amen? And it's going to come through us. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. So you've got people on their ankle deep. But they think they're in deep waters. Some of these people. They're ankle deep. But they think they're swimming in deep waters. <laughs> And they're the hardest people sometimes to deal with. And we're not one of those people. Tell your neighbor, I'm not one of those people. 
So we want the manifest presence of God in here. We want the presence of God flowing to such a degree, you know, that people come in here and they may walk in with unforgiveness. If we walk in here, uh, stubborn hearts, they walk in being rebellious, walk in and smack, they hit the glory. They hit the presence of God. And 30 seconds in the river changes everything. Amen. What if a couple's to come in here and they've already decided they're going to get a divorce and the presence in the river of God is flowing so strong in here that God deals with their selfishness, deals with their rebellious act against him and they're crying on each other's shoulders and they're repenting to one another and they're walking out changed. That's what we're about. It's changed lives and the presence of God it's what brings that. The word of God is what brings that. Hallelujah. Praise God. First Peter and chapter 1 verse 22 says, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. It goes on to say, In sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. But part A of that verse, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. You know, we've talked in, in weeks gone by that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And Holy Spirit is the one who brings us to that place of obeying God. He brings us to that place. And so we need Holy Spirit to help us overcome our flesh. We need Him when at times we, we don't want to obey. We willfully disobey. But He helps us. You know, he's that spirit of truth and he's going to uncover areas in our lives. He's going to cover dark areas in our life. If we will let him, if we will let him shine the spotlight upon our life. And he's always endeavoring just to show us things, not to point out, oh, you worm. Oh, you dirty dog. No. Holy Spirit's not like that. Holy Spirit will never condemn. You know, when you condemnation, there's no way out. Yeah, when I've been under a spirit of condemnation, I don't know about you, but I just feel I'm getting lower and lower and lower. And if I let it go, I just want to dig a pit and I just want to get into it. That's condemnation. But the conviction of a Holy Spirit, he lovingly shook Karen. There's this area in your life, and I want you to deal with it. You start shining that light on, and I go, okay, or whatever the flesh will do. But he will always give me the solution. He'll always give me the way to deal with it. So there's the difference between condemnation and conviction. Holy Spirit convicts, and he will. He's the spirit of truth. And he will shine that torch. He'll shine that light in areas of your life. He'll always be doing it because he loves us. He's, he's wanting us to grow up in him. He, he's more interested in the fruit of the Spirit than even the gifts of the Spirit. And both are important. Both balance one each other out. The nine gifts of the Spirit one side and the nine uh, fruit of the Spirit in the other. But he's more interested in that fruit that's coming forth says the gifts is without repentance. People can operate in the gifts and yet their life is, you know, we, we, is, it's just AWOL. 
We know of men of God, we can read of men of God, Branham and others that just got way off, but they were still functioning in the gifts for a long time. But the fruit of the Spirit is developed as we surrender more and more and more to Holy Spirit. So he's looking to uncover things in our lives. And if we let him, he gives us a solution. He, he Through his word, through other people counseling with us, he shows us how we can walk from this, how we can be free from this bondage, how we can walk free from this, walk free from the other, whatever that is, sin, whatever, bitterness, unforgiveness, whatever it is. It can be anything. But if we don't, if we don't let him reveal those things, if we don't let him put that spotlight on, then he will send someone to us. Why will he send someone to us? Because he's pleading. He wants us. He wants the best for us all of the time. Amen? Philippians 1 and 13 says, uh, it's one of my favorite verses, for it is God, by the Holy Spirit, I've added that bit, who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So God works in you, both to will, to make you willing to do his good pleasure. So God has planned a purpose for each one of us. And we know our purpose is just to discover and then fulfill what that is. And that word work there, God works in you. It's, 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 he makes you efficient. He makes you mighty. He energizes you and empowers your life. He works in you to to both to will and to do. What does Holy Spirit do? Energizes you. Energizes you to will. Be resolved. Be determined. Be determined. He helps you to be determined. He helps you to be resolved, to do, to put energy, to do that, the things that bring pleasure to God. That's what his mission is. That's what his assignment is. He is our helper. He comes to help. And Ephesians and chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, and start in verse 29, it says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do you know, we've talked about before, Holy Spirit is not an it. Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit can be grieved, just like any person can be grieved. Verse 31 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you, with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I want to read the same verses in the New Living Translation. It says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to Holy Spirit. 
Do not grieve. Do not bring sorrow. I don't want to bring sorrow to Holy Spirit. Do you? Don't bring sorrow to Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Get rid of it, and instead be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Hallelujah. How do we grieve Holy Spirit? The main way we grieve him is by not cooperating with him. Yes, we can have a lifestyle that doesn't please him, but also by not cooperating with him, doing our own thing, being willful, not cooperating with the word. When he works in us, when he points out, when he illuminates, when he shows us things in our lives and we, well, go deal with someone else, I'm fine. That's not cooperating with Holy Spirit and we grieve him when that happens. So we've got to develop that relationship with Holy Spirit. We've got to develop friendship with him, fellowship with him day in, day out. Holy Spirit, just talking to him as you go, talking to him in your devotional time, asking him questions, yielding to him. God, what is it you have today, Holy Spirit? What do you have for me today? Order my steps. She said the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Order my steps today. Yes, I may have plans. There are commitments. I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have to look after the kids. I have to cook a meal. I have to, to fix a car, whatever that is. But you're still doing it. Yield it to Holy Spirit. And yielded means in any part of my day, Holy Spirit, that you want to change anything. You want to change my direction? You want to cancel an appointment? Anybody ever had that? Maybe you were going to meet with somebody and you felt no? Or Holy Spirit has changed it somewhat? We have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, yield to him. And Romans 8 and 5 from the New King James Version says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the Spirit. The NIV of the same verse says, Those who live according to their flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Let's read that verse again. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance, in agreement, in cooperation with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Talks about yielding, doesn't it? Talks about setting our minds and things of the Spirit. What is important to you, Holy Spirit? Have your way in my life. I want the fullness 
I want to cooperate with you. I want everything you've got for me. I want it the quickest way possible. I don't want to have to go through the mountain time and time and time again. And you know that happens. God will plead with us. He'll try and get us to do something differently. Maybe he'll try and get us to break a relationship. You see that a lot of times in relationships. You know, someone's unconscious. End it. You've got to end this relationship. And soul ties and different things are involved and they just can't. And so off they go, round the mountain again. They come back to the same place. Oh, this isn't working out. Well, Holy Spirit already told you what to do. Chop, end the relationship. No, they don't do it. So off they go and they're walking around the mountain again. And they come back to the same place. The Holy Spirit told you what to do. I'm going to do it this time. And then something happens. And off they go, walking around the mountain. What's God to do? What is he to do? Come chop your hand off. Come take, you know, what is he to do? He, Holy Spirit pleads with you. He's inside, he's witnessing with your heart. You've got this still, small voice. You've got the, you know, the arc in your spirit. You're unsettled. Oh, I know, I know I have to do this. I know I've got to end it. I have no peace. But yet, here we go. Peace or no peace again. So the quicker we can learn these things, the quicker we're safe from so much. The quicker, if we're learning all of this together, the Holy Spirit will flow here quicker. Because we're going to be so sharp in the Spirit, so sharp. And a wolf comes in here, it's not going to just take me or the elders to recognize the wolf. We're all going to look at the door and go, there's a wolf! That's the sort of church where the Holy Ghost pastors that we should be. We're so sharp in the spirit. Amen? Because it says as perilous times are going to come the last days. False teachers are going to come. Wolves are going to come. They're going to distract. They're going to try and take the sheep out. And if we're dull and we're going around the mountain yet the third and the fourth time, we're not going to recognize a wolf. So let's deal with stuff. Amen? Let's deal with things. As Holy Spirit shows us. We're all different. It's all going to be different things. But let's say, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. So let's pray. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Our desire is to yield to you more and more and more spirit of a living God. Just we, we invite you afresh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead you in a prayer just to invite Holy Spirit to illuminate areas of your life. Just a minute. I want you to think about that and then you can repeat after me. 
to illuminate areas in our life, to, to put ourselves under that microscope of the Holy Spirit, spotlight of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's a microscope because it's a tiny, tiny little thing and other people wouldn't even know it's there, but you know what? It's grieving Holy Spirit. Other times it's a big spotlight that's needed. But Holy Spirit, we want to please you more and more and more. We don't want to be religious. We want to be so free in you, Holy Spirit, so free. We have so much freedom in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you're brave tonight, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Holy Spirit, You can say it and do it quietly if you want. I yield to you afresh. Have your way in my life. Show me areas in my life that are not pleasing to you. Where I'm grieving you. Make it clear. And then, Holy Spirit, I know you're going to give me the will to do your good pleasure. You're going to make me pleasing to you more and more and more so that I can be a vessel that you can flow through unhindered to those around about me. I declare this is a new day in my life, a fresh surrender in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.